Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Yo, what's happening, Rush Nation? Merry Christmas Eve, Eve, you filthy animals. I can't believe it. It's like two days away. Um, pull back the curtain. This is Tuesday evening for your Wednesday show. I am not alone. Murph is not with me because he is prepping for the Christmas Day special. But I've brought back, I've had to think about it, and it's 100% my favorite guest. It's not a 3 P. It's not a 4 P. It's the five-time queen of NFL fantasy podcast. She writes for Roto World, fantasy footballers, fantasy pros. Oh, and uh, by the way, she was a uh, special guest host on Fantasy Pros the other day who absolutely smashed it out of the park. Yes, you know who I'm talking about. It's Lauren Carpenter, everybody's favorite stepmom. Welcome back. How are you doing? Merry Christmas or happy Christmas, right? Uh, Yeah, like, I love this hype intro. Like, I love that. I feel so good about myself. <laughs> well, I, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. You know, I always love coming on with you guys. I miss Murph. But yeah. I've only been on with Murph, I think, like twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's been you and me, and then Murph jumped in every now and again. But, yeah, we've we always have a blast when you come on, and, and it wouldn't be near the end of the season or the beginning of the season without our dose of stepmom, Lauren. So here you are. I mean, 2020 has been... I, I, there are no more words to describe it, right? But how's it been with you since we last spoke? It's been a hot mess, but it's just <laughs> crazy. It has been a hot mess. So fantasy-wise, 
for my own teams, not good. It, I did not do well in my leagues, not because I had bad players, but I was unlucky with a wide array of combination of good players that it just Mm. did not pan out. Or I got beat by someone who had, you know, all their studs blow up. You know, it's the same old song and dance. It's fantasy football. It's educated guessing. Yep. You don't all win, unfortunately, but that has kind of opened up my eyes to being able to enjoy football again, which was really nice. Like I was, you know, doing some research on, you know, one of the games and my husband's in, you know, he, he's in his, you know, competition mode and he's like, oh my God, no, Nick Chubb, stop running. And I'm just like, <laughs> wow, that was the great play. <laughs> and I just don't watch it through the same lens. This is. So that was been a saving grace of not actually being in the stress of being in a playoffs or so I, so I tell myself, but for me, work fantasy football wise has been really great. I've, I've been able to, you know, expand my, my wings, if you will, and hmm. just, you know, trying to do the best that I can at the three places I write for. It sounds like it's so much, but it's not because I love what I do. So it doesn't, it's a lot, but it doesn't feel like a lot. It's been a ton of fun, especially getting to know new people and networking. And it's been, it's been cool. And even if I lose, I love being able to give advice for somebody else and they win. Like that, that's a win in my book too. Or when I tell somebody like, Hey, pick up so-and-so from the waiver wire or start so-and-so I will check up with you and be like, how did you do? <laughs> or if they did really well in a game, I'm like, yes, I called it. Like that's a win as well. It's pretty, pretty yeah, fun. It is but of- it's not a loss if I get it wrong. That just means it's fantasy football. I take no accountability. I'm kidding. I do take accountability. It's just hard when you, when you lose. Yeah, it is. And in, and and like you say, it's win-win when your teams win or the advice you give. Because, I mean, you, you sit down and, and you, you, you're you not lucky enough, you work hard, but you do earn a bit of money from this. Whereas, I don't know, 95% of the people doing this are doing it as a bit of a hobby. And, yeah, the labor and, of love. It yeah, doesn't feel like love when you're losing. <laughs> no. And then when you, when, you, when you give out advices, I'm not sitting here giving out advice thinking everybody should listen to me. I'm the best at this. It's just because... I like reading about it. I like listening about it. I like speaking to guys like you about it. And then I think I've got all this information. I think this guy's going to go off. And if he doesn't, I think, damn, man, like these people have listened to me and I've let them down or, yeah. or hopefully somebody picked up the guy we told them to pick up or play in the start sits and stuff. And they go yeah. off and you, it's, it's really good when, when somebody replies or send, leaves you a review on iTunes and you think that five-star review, cause you helped me win my fantasy championship. It's not, it's not why we do it. We do it because we love fantasy football. But when oh, somebody... I love hearing that. Bring it on all day. <laughs> I, 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 I should probably be a little less humble. But it's, um, yeah. It's, I mean, it's... I do it to my own detriment too. Like I can't help myself. Like I, the guy who was literally obliterating in one of our home leagues, one of my home leagues, I helped him draft. Like he was sitting next to me drafting. He's like, hey, Lord, should I go this guy or this guy? I'm like, oh, he's supposed to smash this year. I'm like, stop, Lauren. Stop it. And now literally... <laughs> He is way ahead of the game and it, I can only blame myself, but I really just wanted to share my knowledge. <laughs> but it, it, I do this to my own detriment. Like, especially if I'm playing against somebody too, they're like, who should I start? I'm like, you're playing against me, but I can't lie. So yes, let's go that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then there's times where you can think oh, I hope that dude wins. So it's sort Good of karma. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you said you're writing for three places. Is it, I write, only one article a week for five yard and it's i find that hard enough how it's do you, hard is it super hard doing it for three people or because you love it so much you don't find it hard well i think it is I do love it so much. So that definitely helps. And also it combines two things that I love doing, which is writing. I love to write and I love sports. 
especially football. So I'm literally combining two things that I, that I love. And the articles are different enough from each other that it's always something new every single week. So I write the waiver uh, article for the fantasy footballers. Obviously, that's in season. And then five burning questions, which change. I, I make them up and then answer them myself every week for the fantasy pros. So that's <laughs> always different. And then for Rota World, it changes all the time because I'm covering the Thursday news and game and then all of the games on Sunday to cover that, to, you know, put it out to the masses, you know, Monday morning. So it's always different. And it, if you step away from it for any length of time and then try to get back into it, that's when it becomes super hard because writing is very difficult. It is not easy. So you have to get into that rhythm. So luckily having that rhythm of doing it you know, five times a week is it really kind of keeps you fresh and keeps you on your toes. But if I, I went on vacation and I missed like three days of articles and I came back and I was like, I don't know how to write anymore. Like, <laughs> how, do, how do I punch keys? Like, what am I doing? It was really hard, <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. So yeah, it, it's not, it sounds like it's a lot of work and it is, but it's a lot of fun at the same time. Yeah. And I guess, well, that's why we podcast as well, right? Because we enjoy yeah. it. There's a load of work that goes into podcasting. but Tons of work. We, we enjoy it because, well, we do it because we enjoy it and the work comes along with it. It's not, we don't have to do the work because we have to do the work. We do the work because we enjoy it, which makes it easy. So I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, I just think, I don't know how people do it. I mean, I genuinely don't know. Like when, uh, when Tags does his, oh, what's it called? And he writes a billion words a week for his... The primer, yeah. Yeah, I mean, how does he have the time to watch every game on a Sunday and then do the primer? It's, cra- mean- it's crazy. It's, it's crazy, the amount of work that they put in. It's, it's nuts. I, I hear that. I mean, I, I watch every single game on Sunday for Roto World, and believe me, there's not a lot of time to do anything else like eating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so... I mentioned you hosting uh, week 14. You did the week 14. Oh, this the is matchup previews. Matchup yeah. previews. Yeah. So I listened to that this morning after our conversation yesterday. Yay! And I host this with Murph, but I would say that I was more the host and Murph is like my co-host. How did you find hosting compared to being a guest on a podcast? It was way different. It was way different. It was Nice on one hand, because I was actually grilling Dan and Kyle. So they're the ones that had to have basically all of the information and they didn't know what I was going to ask. So they had to be ready for whatever it was that I threw at them, which was kind of fun. It was also hard because there's so much to cover that we really started running out of time. So Dan Mm. was like, got to hurry it up. There's, we have a lot of games to cover. I'm like, "Ah, I don't know what to do. I want to talk more. I want more of your input on these games because there were so many, but um, I loved it. It was so fun. I, it just, it's a completely different animal from being on as a guest. It, it, you get to kind of run the ship and, and yep. move things along. So it was cool. It was really cool. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Whenever... I also like guest podcasting. So, you know, hey, I like both. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a cool experience. I loved it. Whenever somebody asks me to go on as a guest, I always, because I primarily host, and then I go on as it feels bizarre not opening the podcast and not making the next point or queuing someone up or it's really odd and it's so much more chilled. I think I feel like I can sort of sit back in my chair. Um, oh yeah, as a guest, it's so much easier. Yeah, <laughs> you're just like yay. <laughs> but is it like you said? It is a different animal, and I enjoy both. But it's it's very different whereas people think they might think if you you do one or the other they're the same it's just a phone call but leading is i guess it's like dancing right i'm terrible at dancing but ballroom if you had to do one or the other i would much rather be the lady in this scenario than the man because i would not want to lead in that situation yeah it's it you're right it is it is very different but i think i love to talk i mean i 
if anyone follows any of my work, I even, I'm even too wordy in my articles. You can tell I like to talk about things. So that really helps to be either a guest or a host, which is mm-hmm. nice. But I'm also a very like alpha personality. So it, it doesn't feel uncomfortable to lead the conversation. Um, so I, I can make from my mom always laughs. She's like, you can make friends with a polar bear Ooh, headphones. You can make friends with a polar bear, which I literally will go anywhere and make friends with somebody. It's just in my nature to do so. I'm very forward. I'm very open. That's just kind of how it goes. And I think that is part of a personality you have to have if you want to be a host, because if it's, if you're shy and timid or, you know, stretch on an awkward silence that it, it's, it makes the other person feel uncomfortable. So that's kind of kind of how I, I approached that. And it was surprisingly easier than I had anticipated it being only mm-hmm. because I'm just bossy <laughs> by nature. <laughs> so it just flowed really well. <laughs> now you, Kyle, tell me this. Now you, Dan, tell me that. It was great. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, those two guys in their own right are fantastic fantasy football analysts. Oh. So. So peel back the curtain a little bit for anyone. Um, so Dan had forgot to tell Kyle that I was actually going to be on that podcast. So Kyle had no idea. And he like hops out of the phone call. He's like, did I miss an email? Dan's like, oh, sorry. I forgot to confirm with you. Lauren's going to be on the show today. <laughs> so he was like, oh, great. Hey, Lauren. But luckily, Kyle Yates and I go way back with the fantasy footballers. And it was great. It wasn't like it was a situation, but it was kind of funny. <laughs> so yeah. everything was just very off the cuff, very natural, which is what I really like about podcasting as well. Well, it's a, it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. You learn things from it, and hopefully, people enjoy listening to it. And it's not boring, droll, like blah 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 blah. Yards receptions, yak yards, <laughs> yards per carry, blah blah blah. I like it to be interesting and fun. One hundred percent. I think one of the biggest tips, well, not tips, but one of the things that made it easiest for me when talking to guests like yourself or anyone who came on was the faster you realize it is just a conversation with somebody who is interested in the same thing as you, the easier that conversation will be and it will just flow rather than thinking, oh, this guy, you know, they're a really important person in the industry and I've got to try and be as clever or keen about this as possible. It's like, no, come on, we're just... We're having a conversation about fantasy football, so yeah, that's it. That 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 literally is it. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. I remember the first time I was ever, I ever like really talked to Adam Rank, who I'm in the league with, and he's a good friend of mine now. It was it was like terrifying. So I'm like, oh my god, he's on TV, ah! But it, it's a he's a normal person. <laughs> so like you know that's that's what makes it so fun. You don't have to worry about being in the limelight or the spotlight because you're just sharing this mutual love of something and who doesn't love to talk about things that they love in general so it it works out very well yeah it's did i don't know actually no i won't tell that story because i don't know if it's common knowledge so let me speak to murph and then the next time we chat i'll tell you that story Uh, (laughs) jk how's how's that for a tease rush nation anyway listen it's christmas week we got to talk some Christmas before we talk finals week because Christmas is my favorite holiday. It's the most important time of the year. I love it. So let's do some Christmas. What are your top five must-haves for Christmas dinner? Oh, for Christmas dinner. Okay. It has to be my mom's stuffing. So I actually have her recipe for that. So I have to have my mom's stuffing. That is absolutely not even negotiable at all. That must be on the table or I will protest Christmas um pecan pie is another one that i have to have Mm -hmm. and what i've actually grown to really love is my husband's gravy he makes an amazing gravy and then his family's southern cornbread dressing which is pretty unbelievable and then other than that 
I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay. Meat. It doesn't have to be a specific meat, just a meat. Yeah, I was going to say like ham, turkey, whatever. There's not a great deal of substance here for your sauces and everything. You've you've got gravy sauce. I'm a sides girl. Like I could go without the meat and just have. Oh, I remember what the fifth one is: green bean casserole. Have to have green bean casserole. Green bean. Mm-hmm. You have you ever heard of it? No. Oh my god, it's amazing. So actually, it's kind of funny because our Christmas dinner is identical to our Thanksgiving dinner. So this is literally what we also eat at Thanksgiving, which is kind of funny. But a green bean casserole is you take you know green beans. You can yep. be you know canned, and that is good. Uh, fresh frozen, usually the best. And you combine a can of cream of mushroom soup, and then you dump that into a bowl. Put in milk, stir it all together, and then you mix in the green beans with it, and then you bake it. And then about an hour, take it out. And then you throw a French fried onions on the top of it, put it back in until it gets brown. And it is delicious. It's a really nice side. It goes really well with stuffing, dressing, your meats, mashed potatoes is another one. That's a must have. And I See, love green beans. So it's like, a, and not many people like this dish. I am the only, I think the only one in the world besides my stepdad that loves it. Who's English, by the way. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think Christmas dinner in the US is very different to Christmas dinner here. I think a lot of things are different. <laughs> yeah, I think you got that right. <laughs> but yeah, mashed potato is just, it's not a Christmas dinner thing here at all. That's true. You have to have mashed potatoes. I do, I was remiss and left that out. Uh, no, you said it. I mean, we don't have it. That's what I'm saying. We oh, don't... you said you don't. That's weird. And that's blasphemous. Uh, I'm kidding. kidding. I, just, I love I love mashed potatoes like for every single meal. So really, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, mash or... is good. It's just not. It's not. We went to uh, my in-laws one year, and they um, they did Mediterranean vegetables with Christmas dinner, hmm. which was a different take on it. I mean, yeah, interesting. I'm, I'm a lot uh, of people do yams, like sweet potato stuff. Is a I'm yam a, a sweet potato? Isn't it? I don't know. I think we a don't yam really is a sweet potato. I feel so dumb not knowing this because this is so something I should know. No, I mean we don't really have yams here. I don't think I've seen one. I mean you probably can get them at special stores and stuff, but yeah, we, we I, think, I think they are the same thing. But people put like brown sugar and marshmallows and stuff in them. What in a sweet potato dish? Yeah. This conversation is getting wildly out of okay. control. Okay, yams are two different things. Just from my, I, I don't really know. I, I don't care for either. I do like sweet potatoes, but not in the way that it's normally prepared for Christmas dinner. Okay. Yeah, it's like usually a sweet thing. Uh, baked, cut in half baked with like maple syrup, brown sugar, and some people put like marshmallows on them. In it's a sweet potato odd. dish. In a sweet potato, yeah. Yeah. Weird. See, now I don't <laughs> Not mind, my thing. <laughs> I don't mind dipping a chip in a vanilla milkshake. Oh, I love that. Okay, cool. Love that. I mean, at Wendy's, that is a must-have. Your French fries and frosty. I mean, yeah. Is that absolutely. a legit thing at Wendy's to get French fry and frosty? Well, no, you, you, you order them the separately, food. but oh, that's okay. how you eat them. I mean, that's 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 totally acceptable, hundred percent. I feel like I it's need... like a cone. It's like it's like an ice cream cone. It's a potato floury type, not flour at all, but, but potato. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a cone. Yeah, I, I feel like I need to holiday in America one year to really sample the the food you do because it it's really good and loaded with saturated fat that's the only way that we know how to do anything (laughs) in america is loaded with fat yeah amen i mean it's great whenever it tastes good it's bad for you right and i have a question for you do you guys have eggnog okay so maybe (laughs) i don't know (laughs) what is eggnog 
it's disgusting. It's it's like I don't care for it. Some people either I in my experience of it is either you like really love it or really hate it. But it's a it's I don't actually know exactly what's in it. Listen to me, I don't even know what I'm talking about here. So we but I we, think I read something that like you guys have a version called Snowball or Snowball, something. Snowball, yeah. So that's kind a, of like eggnog. Yeah, it's a yellow li- liquor called uh, Avocar, and it's. You mix it with lemonade and a bit of vodka and some lime juice, call it, and it's called, it gets a white frothy top, so they call it a snowball. I absolutely love them, so I probably like eggnog, right? I would imagine that you would. It, it does have a very uh, particular flavor. I mean, there's eggs in it, obviously. It's very, very thick. Let me see what yeah. else is in the ingredients. I'm, like, scrolling down. Why do all of these recipes have, like, 3,000 pictures before they actually give you the recipe? So it has eggs, sugar, whole milk, heavy cream, and then if you want to make it alcoholic, it's bourbon or oh. cognac, and then you can like garnish it with some cinnamon or nutmeg. It's I don't care for it. You can actually just buy it in a carton too, yeah, no, just a carton of eggnog. That's crazy. And do you guys actually say Happy Christmas as opposed to Merry Christmas? I think it's a sort of whatever comes out your mouth first. Yeah, yeah. There isn't a specific Merry or Happy. Because my my stepfather and my sister in law, they're both from England, and they used to say Happy Christmas. Now they only say Merry Christmas because they I was, live here in the United States. I was thinking about it if when I opened my door to whoever was there, not this year on Christmas because we're not allowed to see anyone. But if it was normal Christmas and I opened my door, I would say Happy Christmas. So I think maybe it is Happy. I don't know. Wow. Okay. Do you guys use Santa Claus or Father Christmas? Um. I think it's maybe both. I think it's if, if if someone said Father Christmas here, a child would look at you and be like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> Who is that?" It's so Santa Claus. Yeah, we've taught Hunter, my little boy, that Father Christmas drops his presents off, but he also knows who Santa is. So I interesting. Think yeah. Okay. See, yeah, like we just, as far as I know, we only have Santa Claus. Like I, my, 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 my best friend's little kids, if we told them like, oh, you're going to get a visit from Father Christmas, they'd be like, who's that perv and why is he coming to my house? <laughs> <laughs> the father of Christmas. Nah. This yeah. Guy. And do you guys have Elf on the Shelf? Yes, we have Elf okay. on the Shelf. Okay. So that goes, that permeates as it should. And uh, did your elves quarantine? We didn't do it. We didn't do Elf on the Shelf this year. Well, it makes sense because you're not allowed to visit COVID. You know what I mean? So our Elf on the Shelf is still on his shelf next to the uh, DVR. So Hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> He's with two other Elfs that my son likes to move onto the sofa and watch telly with. So. Yep. Yeah. Uh, my friend's Elf quarantined in a jar on the counter. For how long? Two weeks. <laughs> so like the 14th of December was his first outing? <laughs> yep. That's parenting laziness at its absolute finest. It's parenting- one-on-one what yeah. are you talking about I've like that is genius and I've they had a little the... sign that said be back in two weeks with like candy next to it in the jar quarantining uh, uh, with a face mask on too i've missed this i've missed two weeks of brilliant listen Nation, <laughs> if you came if you tuned in for fantasy football chat today you have wildly been mistaken um, sorry. <laughs> i know <laughs> my god this is so sad i'm sorry oh we fair. also don't have boxing day we have no idea what boxing day is i don't really know what it is um I guess if I had to guess it would, no, I'm not even going to do that because I might make myself look stupid uh, or sound stupid on a podcast. But yeah, we have it as a national holiday. It's like another day off if it falls on a weekday. Yeah. But, so what, you just have Christmas day and then the next day's back to normal. Joe blogs. Yep. That's it. <laughs> 
No, no special day after. Hold on. I'm looking this up because I want to make sure I am correct when I say this. No, Christmas no, no, 101. No. Well, it's like, I mean, from what I got from my, my stepdad and my sister-in-law, like how I'm trying to be cool and reference my only two like English people that I know. Um, they did a lot of like charity work on the 26th. And so for them, it was like boxing up old toys or clothes that you okay. got to replace from Christmas and then you give them to charity. That's kind of what I got from it, but I could be completely wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. Cause in my head, I was thinking boxing day and you're throwing out all the boxes that you've got on Christmas day. That was where I was going to go, but I thought that sounds a little bit selfish and um, <laughs> you just, it's not like yours. You're boxing up stuff for charity. You're just getting rid of the rubbish that you accumulated on Christmas day. So and maybe there's something to it. It's in the name, right? Yeah, I guess. Or you just beat people up. Yeah. Boxing. Uh, <laughs> I it. prefer the charity one. Can we just go with that? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Charity for Boxing Day. Get it right. So Christmas in your house, is it a big deal, a little deal? What happens? It, I mean, when I was a kid, it was a huge deal, you know, just because it's the joy of Christmas. And mm-hmm. I love Christmas, so I always want to do Christmas. Um, and since my husband and I got married, uh, his kids, when they moved in with us, we always did our Christmas and our Thanksgiving the day after the actual holiday. So the kids got like two Christmases and it's it just to keep everything copacetic so their mom could have them on Christmas, you know, opening the presents in the morning. Yep. But yeah, we usually have family over. Um, it's tons of food. It's rounds of presents and decorations. Like you don't, don't you dare keep me away from my Christmas decorations because my tree's going up, my stockings are going up, my garland's going up, the lights are going up. If I could have Christmas decorations in every room I could, I have a Christmas shower curtain in my guest bathroom. Like I love <laughs> Christmas. And I unfortunately did not go crazy this year because we did not have an ugly sweater party like we normally do because of COVID. Thank you very much, which sucked. So do you guys have ugly sweater parties? We, yeah, there was a few years ago, there was a big fad of people doing when ugly Christmas jumpers turned up in, in England. Everyone was like, yes, let's do these ugly parties. And I got absolutely inebriated at my first ever one. It was oh my so God, That's the point. It's yeah. so fun. We had one, well, this was going to be our third. So we've had two already, but you know, we have, um, door prizes. So I buy tons of different stuff, gifts, giveaways. We have, I make jingle juice. We do tons of catered food. We have koozies that I get made like personalized koozies, like just tons of stuff. And we always just get wasted hammered. It's just a time to dress up and be idiots. And it's totally acceptable. (laughs) Like the Halloween version, like Christmas version of Halloween. (laughs) Just oh, in a really ugly sweater. Sounds so good. Sounds it's great. <laughs> so good. Um, how early do you guys put your tree up? I usually do it the weekend after Thanksgiving. If not, a week after Thanksgiving. It just depends on when my husband moves the four-wheelers and I can get in the attic. But as soon as I possibly can. I would do it before Thanksgiving if I had the memory enough to be like, I could put my Christmas tree up now. But I love Thanksgiving so much that I generally tend to try to give that its own holiday because it gets totally ignored in the wake of Christmas. So I do still try to honor Thanksgiving as much as possible. And I'll do it right after Thanksgiving. Amazing. Let's get back to some football. Are you going to watch the Viking Saints? Is that on Christmas Day? It's on Christmas Day, right? I think so. There's There's one on Christmas Eve and then there's... There's one on Christmas Day. I, I should probably know that, considering I have to write about them. Yeah, I should. But yeah, I'm going to be too. watching all of them. Um, the Viking Saints game is going to be particularly interesting. Uh, I'm curious to see what Drew Brees does and if he can kind of either bounce back or maybe not play because he did not look very good when no. he came back from his injury. 
I don't feel good about any of the Vikings players going up against the Saints. So that's really tough because you're looking at, except for Dalvin Cook, but even that's going to be kind of tough against the Saints defense. They really need a win. But yeah, I'll definitely be watching them. And it gives me a really good excuse to like go outside if my family's really annoying me. I'm going to be like, oh, I got to work. Bye. Go, <laughs> you know, that's so yeah, I'm going to use it as an awesome excuse. But yes, I will be watching. I've got a funny feeling the Viking Saints might be Christmas Eve. But because it is late Christmas Eve here, it's actually Christmas Day here, if that makes sense. But it's Christmas Got Eve it. where you are. Possibly. If it's an evening game, because it might be Thursday night football. And yes, then I think it is. Thursday night football here is Friday morning. I could look at the schedule, but I'm just not going to. Yeah, me too. But <laughs> we'll muddle through. It's what we do. We'll figure right it out. <laughs> when they're on, they're on. I'll write about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I really need Dalvin Cook to be good against the saints and the saints d's legit right now he's been he has been held in the past so we'll see we'll see the saints i really like the saints defense and just every offensive weapon on the vikings scare me did you happen to catch justin jefferson cussing out kirk cousins no against the bears yeah so they actually caught it on their parabolic mic and it was a, a notification that came out on Yahoo, but he was like cussing out Kirk Cousins because he was missing wide open passes to Justin Jefferson, missing him in the end zone when he was wide open. And it was it was pretty crazy. And then right after that happened, Cousins actually started targeting him a little bit more. They ended up <laughs> losing, but and Justin Jefferson didn't do all that great. But yeah, it was it was really bad. Like the players were getting really frustrated, specifically Justin Jefferson with Kirk Cousins. I was like, okay. Yeah. All and- right, Rook. And they're, they're properly invested in, in Kirk Cousins as well. So it's not like he's going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I was, but I mean, can you imagine being that young on a team and still being so frustrated that you start cussing out your quarterback? Well, I mean, I think it's, <laughs> it's just a, a generation thing now of the people coming, the younger generation below me, people in their early 20s or late teens, early 20s. <sighs> Millennials, all of you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so confused with all the names like Gen X and stuff. I've got no idea. I don't but, know either. It's just yeah. everyone says it, so I thought I'd throw it out there. Well, them, they're millennials, then we'll go with that. I mean, <laughs> they're, so, they're, they're so headstrong anyway that when they come out of college, they're almost expecting to be Julio Jones. Like Jefferson comes out of college, bang, he's going to be the alpha on that team. He's replacing Stefan Diggs, right. you know, let's go sort of thing. And Adam Thielen's still there. And I think, and also I think it wouldn't have helped that Jefferson's come from LS, that historic LSU team where he played oh, with, yeah. with Jamar Chase. And, uh, oh man, who's the other guy who's there? He's coming out this year. Well, what I thought was really interesting is that I mean, I know cursing and frustration happens. I played sports. I played competitive sports. I mean, that there's no stranger to that when it comes to, you know, the adrenaline, you know, all the stuff that you're feeling on game day. You know, it, it, that's just how it goes. But, like, to be cussing out your quarterback when there's no one in the stadium and everyone can hear you fart, like, they're going to hear you cussing <laughs> out your quarterback. <laughs> like, you know, optics are going to be one thing here, too. So I, I'm, I haven't looked it up yet to see how Kirk Cousins reacted to it. But we'll see. Also, Dwayne Haskins is in a lot of trouble. Well, why? I, somebody put on one of our groups today. Dwayne Haskins is an idiot. He's but an that idiot. was the that was the only thing that was on the group, and then a load of other messages after it weren't related. He to was that. he was spotted at a strip club without his mask on. Oh, I mean, <laughs> like of all of the things you could have done, you idiot. Why? Yeah. You've been given another chance in the NFL, yep. and he goes to a strip club without a mask. I mean, there's, I mean, there's all sorts of things about that sentence you can digress, but we'll just go ahead and stick with the without a mask part. Come yeah. on, dude. 
What are you uh, doing? Michael Lombardi on the GM Shuffle, he when he had a story about him going to meet Dwayne Haskins when he was at Ohio State. Um, and Dwayne Haskins never showed up to meet Michael Lombardi. And from that moment, you know what Lombardi's like, right? He just was like, um, I'm down on this kid. He's not. He's never going to be nothing if he's going to stand up people who want to, who who arranges That's and flies bad. in. For, yeah, it was bad. That's really bad. I don't know. I've never really been a huge fan of Dwayne Haskins, but I really haven't been a hater, if you will. He just doesn't come out to me as like this, you know, you know, rah rah kind of kid. You know, it's just he seems passable. You know, yeah. that's that that's a nice fill in for Alex Smith when it probably should be the other way around. And 100%. those those intangible parts of your personality are what are going to transcend into your football game. And if you can't get those right, you're not going to be the kind of NFL quarterback that you have dreamed or that you think you are. You're not. Because it, it has to be pervasive across your entire personality and across your entire life. It's work ethic. Yep. Plain and simple. Yes. Unlike his tight end, Logan Thomas, who I adore. Yeah. I Do they have another tight end who's injured or – is he going to be their guy next year? Am I, am I forgetting somebody? I don't think you are. That's a really good question. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, we, this is really such a surprise coming from Washington, considering they've been laughable uh, several years in a row. And then Logan Thomas kind of emerges as this quiet but very consistent player, not just as a tight end, but just as a player in general, um, with Terry McLaurin, who's really taken a lot of that spotlight. Yep. And then the spotlight was on Alex Smith for his awesome comeback. And Logan Thomas has been like, don't worry about me. I'm good. Catching balls, catching balls, hitting the, t- you know, hitting the end zone. Um, I'm not sure, but I, I think it would be nearly impossible to fade him out with as much production as he's put down on the field on as many targets as he gets as well. It doesn't matter who's a quarterback either. It can be Kyle Allen. It can be Dwayne Haskins when he's not at the titty bars, or it could be Alex Smith. You never know. It's just, he's like, don't care. I'm good. And and I think what Logan Thomas obviously offers is a really safe pair of hands that like you said, whoever's throwing to him. Sorry about my like cursing there. Sort of strip club. Pardon me. Adult dancing facility. (laughs) faculty right <laughs> <laughs> no we'll let that one slide it's christmas week um there you go that was such a good pun for the adult dancing facility we'll let that one slide oh ah, just, that was good yeah i had to mention it it flew over your head and I it was, it was so good, good. To... it flew over my head yeah. i was like it's there i it's uh, and we're there yes that was yeah. great if anyone noticed that before i reference it do tweet us at five yard right and let me know because <laughs> We, we we will get along. Um, yeah, so obviously, I think Washington could be sneaky good next year if they get a couple of, couple of good pieces in free agency and stuff. They're trending in the right direction. Their defense is nasty, like really nasty. Their front seven scary. Chase Young is the real deal. Oh, the real deal for sure. You want to talk about a rookie coming in and making waves. Like, let's go. That, yeah. yeah, and they are surprising across the board, which is really great, but it wasn't a flash in the pan. They're good. Good. Mm-hmm talented and like you said that front seven that's frightening i mean look yeah. what they did to seattle what yeah and and they no. apart from the two sacks where Dwayne haskins lost 933 yards in the last 25 seconds of the game or whatever they had a chance to go up the field and win that against seattle he was thinking about candy apple at his <laughs> other favorite haunt i don't know isn't isn't candy apple a my little pony I, I don't know. I haven't. I, 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 I the extent of ugh, the extent of my toys as a child like 
devastates my mom's memories because she re- I'm the only girl. I have two older brothers. She desperately wanted me to be a fan of something other than Tonka Trucks, Star <laughs> Wars, and G.I. Joe. So she would just shower me with Lady Lovely Locks and Barbie and Trolls and Rainbow Bright and My Little Ponies, and I would just dismember them. And she's like, I, I quit. So one day I asked her, side note, story for another time. I was like, hey, mom. I think I was like five. I'm like, uh, do you want to play Barbies with me? And my mom's like, oh my God, yes, hallelujah. Yes, let's play Barbies. So we're like sitting down and she starts like taking off one, you know, dress to switch their outfits. And I'm like, mother, what are you doing? And she's like, well, I'm going to put Maiden Fairhair's dress on Lady Lovely Locks. And I'm like, that's not how you do it. I was really insulted. She's like, well, how do you do it? And I just ripped their heads off and like switched their heads instead of actually taking the outfit off. And then my mom was like, nope. Nope, I'm done. I'm done. That, that right there <laughs> is fantasy football efficiency when playing. Isn't with it Barbies. though? I was like, that is the most efficient way of doing. It. I mean, that's awesome. But she just so disturbed. I don't yeah. know why it's acceptable. Like, why I know I used to hang the Barbies from my canopy bed because, like, GI Joe would come in and raid the village and like kill everybody. And she's like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> Yeah, so my initial point there was that it's acceptable with Lego. <laughs> um, you can swap heads on a Lego, but not on a Barbie, which when their heads come off, why can't you do that, right? And then exactly. your GI Joes were Vikings. They came in pillaged. So but, Yeah, I mean, I didn't know what that was when I was like five, but yeah, they did take prisoners, specifically the trolls. <laughs> then the trolls all rebelled, and then they got back on GI Joe. See, it was good. Okay. It was like a whole saga. I mean, you could write a book. I am trying to write a book, actually. <laughs> Hopefully it's not about Barbie. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I don't. Ripped off. Yeah. I mean, we digress a... really bad. Rush Nation, I am so sorry. This is Christmas week. I'm kind of, you know, delirious. I'm, but I'm to sorry. be fair, when, whenever they see Stepmom Lauren in the podcast title, they should know that this is going to be a little bit wacky, right? going to be weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Back to football. Being the host, I'll steer us in that right direction. Week 15, you didn't make any finals. We talked about it before we got on air. Let's have some reflection what the hell happened in week 15? Oh, God. Um, so all of our, not all, the studs that we needed to pull through did not. Uh, Devontae Adams, wow, that was a big one. And we I, just, bleh. <laughs> And then the no names came through. Like, who honestly got to the semifinals with Zach Pascal? Who? No, Nobody. Nobody did. How about Lil Jordan Humphrey? Who? So Lil, Lil Jordan, Lil Jordan. Yeah, that is legit his name. Because when I was Lil starting Jordan. my ranking process in the off season, I put the whole roster for every team into my spreadsheet. And I read the name Lil Jordan is L-I-L Jordan. Not like Lil, Lil. No, Lil. Lil Jordan. Lil. Yeah, like a rapper. But that's, his, <laughs> yes. that's not his rap name. That his is legit first name. Yes. And I double took and I thought, this cannot be this dude's like some people have some rad names in the NFL, but this is not his, but no, there it is. And he actually turned up and was fantasy relevant. So okay, no, I'm yeah, out. But in the, in the week six. Okay. The semifinals. No, that is unacceptable. <laughs> no, especially with Michael Thomas out another big name injured gone. So every Sunday I do the uh, fantasy blog for Roto World, which means I basically keep you guys up to date on all of the action. It's the big place, turnovers, touchdowns, field goals for all of the one o'clock Eastern games and four o'clock games. But before I go ahead and do that live when the games kick off at one, I do a whole list of inactives. And I'm going through the inactive list like 
is there anyone actually starting that we've heard of? It was insane. I'm like, Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Thomas, Kenny Galladay. I'm like, what is happening right now? It was crazy. And a lot of people relied on those players, maybe not so much Kenny Galladay, Michael Thomas, both on my team, because they haven't even started. But there was that. You know, it's it was really, really tough in week 15, and that's a really hard week to have to deal with last-minute changes to your squad when yep. it's, you know, past the waivers, you're looking at guys available on free agency. It's, it's really tough. It was a tough week. Yeah, it was. And, and what the hell have... happened to the Steelers? What happened to the Rams? Like, you know, go Jets, but you know, what? Yeah, I, d- I don't know. I mean, imagine if you'd have parlayed the Jets and the Bengals in a cheeky little double bet over the weekend. I think you'd have done all right, but that's crazy. Nobody and like that. this, what worried me was Cam Akers and I have never been all in on Cam Akers. A lot of people were like, oh, look, he's, you know, he's the golden boy now. I'm like, no, I don't trust it. I don't trust Sean McVay. I don't trust it. I don't trust the Rams and I don't trust Jared Goff. And he got what, eight and a half points or something in PPR. Mm. And he just came right back down to earth when so many people were excited about him. He was another one that really hurt you. This is very depressing. I'm very sorry. I should bring up the happy stuff. Well, I mean, we started the podcast with Christmas talk, so everyone's pumped up already. And (laughs) And, like headless Barbies. (laughs) Yeah. It's taken a few turns. It's definitely taken a few. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, Week 16, Murph and I were talking about it on our flagship show yesterday. There were so many questions to be answered regarding players to start this week. I mean, we mentioned Dalvin Cook. Uh, you've got Devon, um, DeAndre Swift for the Lions. He's played well now in a couple of games, but going up against Tampa Bay. But then are you going to drop him? Because who else is there available to drop him for right now? Because as you just mentioned, everybody's injured. This is the most prepared and the least not excited, but the least confident I have been going into week 16 for the last couple of years. It's and I really know, tough. I know that the whole season's been a bit up in the air because of COVID and everything, but this is, there's, I've got teams where I thought I was going to walk it because I, I wavered so well after the draft and I've got, and I'm in the final now and I'm not the favorite and I'm thinking, who am I going to start to improve my chances? So you're not the favorite going into the finals, right? You just it, said that? In two of them. Okay, yeah. then you're probably going to win because that is how this year has gone. Am I right? Like, yeah. I honestly feel like underdogs have done so well or you've just gotten extremely lucky. Like, we have one person in one of my leagues that has not dealt with a single injury or a COVID person out. How that's even possible, I don't know. But his, it's amazing. He didn't even set his lineup for six weeks and he's in the championship. So he should be banned for not setting his lineup for six weeks. He was in jail. So, you know, there's that. Oh, okay. Don't tell him I said that. <laughs> <laughs> but still, he's in the championship when all of us are like, what the heck? Yeah. He was the one who I helped draft and got an amazing team, which I'll just, that's my, that's going to be my kudos for that. Yeah. <laughs> I helped is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Murph and I always talk about my home dynasty league where the first two seasons I traded so aggressively, I built an absolute monster and my team is legit good but I'm going up against my brother-in-law who I said has Calvin Ridley and if Julio doesn't play Calvin Ridley's an arrow up and he just traded for Derek Henry his running back core this is 10 team dynasty right his running back core is Derek Henry Christian McCaffrey Alvin Kamara and I'm missing somebody oh and um, Jonathan Taylor jeez yeah and he's his wow. team's really good and but I am 15 and 0 I'm undefeated and I want to go the season 60. I won the ship last year and I want to go back to back. But 
His team was his team has got he scored the top score. You're gonna have to let me know how that match goes. Oh, don't worry, I will. If I win, I will let everybody know. (laughs) Everybody will know. (laughs) If I don't hear from you, I'll know something bad happened. Yeah. And it will start either well it will start badly or not Christmas night when Dalvin Cook plays the Saints because he's my stud running back. So And doesn't that suck so much because like we get so invested. So for everybody who's not in the championship, or maybe you just had a really bad loss this week, I feel your pain because it just makes everything else suck. You know, like, so you're literally, we have Christmas games that could literally define our holiday is how these Christmas football games go. But we get so invested because we've spent so much time and so much energy, even just a casual player you know, they do their research, it may be minimal. And then you all the way down to the, you know, analysts and then all these personalities that do it. I mean, there's just so much love and time invested. So when you lose, it's like, no, I did everything right. And you did. It's just fantasy football is a lot of educated guessing. And it's a lot of luck that's involved in it as well. Mm -hmm. Unluck, if you want to put it that way. But I mean, I can't even imagine, like, I am actually happy. I'm not in the playoffs. Like for this is the first year that's ever happened to me ever playing fantasy football. And I was like, I have to quit being an analyst. I apparently don't know what I'm doing. And I was like really down on myself. And I didn't know why because everyone's like, you helped me win last year. I was like, okay, I feel better. I just got unlucky. So again, like I said before, I'm watching these games through a completely different lens. Like that was an amazing catch as opposed to no, I can't believe it. I need Adam Thielen. Yeah. I, who is Tyler Conklin? It has to be Irv Smith. You know, like it's just, oh my God, it's crazy. It's kind of fun I, watching everyone else tilt while I'm like drinking my Tito's. I can't, fun. I can't <laughs> wait for the NFL playoffs when there is no fantasy. I just want to sit down and watch football like you just said. I don't mm-hmm. want to have to check my phone, flick through 15 apps, check my 9,000 teams because as much as I love fantasy football, I quite look forward now to just watching a bit of NFL and observing it, like you say, through a fresh pair of eyes rather than yeah. I need him to go for three yards. Otherwise, I'm, I'm dead. Like, Yeah, you know. I just need one more reception from Hunter Henry. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. And what's so strange is like the teams that started off very poorly for most of the season started doing really well, just way too little, way too late. But, you know, like so I have I'm in several different platforms like you are when it, you know, for fantasy football. Mm-hmm. And like, I usually get notifications when there's a touchdown or like a big play and there's nothing more disappointing than you're like halfway through the first round of games and your phone has not lit up once. You're like, what is happening right now? Like, I don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. I mean, my phone just goes off as well. So when nothing happens, it's like, um, is there football going on? What's yeah, right. Happening? I- <laughs> So Murph and I, we were going to ask each other some questions on yesterday, uh, Tuesday's pod, but we didn't get around to mine. So I thought I'm going to ask Lauren some questions about maybe we don't know the answer, but something we'd like to have a stab at. And Lauren, because she is crazy busy, has uh, blown the doors off and says, no, stocks, I'm only doing one. Like, I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't have time for your five. I'm only going to do one. And, and funnily enough, your question is very similar to mine, one of mine. Perfect. Your question is, does this year forever change how we draft certain players? So are the auto running back ones, et cetera, really the first round players anymore? Right. And, and, and my question was, has fantasy football changed forever after this season? No way. Yeah. That's like almost verbatim. Yeah. 
Um, and I, I think, I think it might have. I think there's a chance because of COVID, not necessarily that COVID continues, but some of the protocols that are in place regarding shorter IR and maybe bigger rosters and stuff might stay for fantasy football. And also not some of the positions like tight end is almost irrelevant now. If you have, if you drafted anyone but Travis Kelsey in the first six rounds, you lost, you lost that draft pick. If you quarterbacks, having two quarterbacks now because of injury, because of COVID and stuff is not a bad thing. And are we going to see that trend continue next year? I mean, uh, your question, your thoughts, what do you reckon? I know. And just to tack onto that a little bit too. So, you know, a lot of people love super flex leagues because there's just this massive amounts of scoring. Well, now super flex has been a necessity just to be able to be competitive. So it's been very different. Like I was, one of the things I like to do if I'm not in the playoffs, you know, in whatever leagues, which obviously we've discussed, I'm not this year (laughs) is I really like to take note of these players through that different lens and make a note of the players that are low key that I want to keep my eye on for next year in the draft so that I don't forget about them, that I don't forget about how they, they did during this last stretch. And just as just those final notes that I want to have with me in 2021, that may not be on everybody's top of mind next year. And as I'm doing this, I don't have those big names. I don't have the Michael Thomas, obviously the Kenny Galladay, of course, I don't have any of those. I have those weird off the wall names. And it got me thinking like, you know, would I rather draft, you know, a, a solid RB2 or do I, what do I, what am I going to do at, in that first round? It's not so cut and dry as it used to be because everyone who drafted Christian McCaffrey right now is hating fantasy football, which absolutely stinks. Same thing with Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who's been on the field, but just the volume hasn't been there. I mean, though that's a kind of a natural fantasy football bust as opposed to the injuries, which we were expecting because of a shortened training camp and no preseason. We were expecting injuries but I think to this extent was even something we couldn't foresee mm-hmm. so does that really it, it changes the way I look at a lot of players like just kind of seeing a different strategy for how I want my team to look at the end of the draft as opposed to being like I have to have a zero wide receiver or a zero running back draft when I go in it's more like what do I want my team to look like on week six or seven yep. that's how I'm that's how I'm thinking about drafting is what I want it to look like at the end of the season and who are going to be those core pieces I build my team around. And I may have to reach in the draft, and I'm not really sure I care about that. I'll take somebody two or three rounds early if that means I'm going to have that guy because he's been solid or whatever. There's a lot of different things I was thinking about. So that's why I threw that question out there. Yeah, no, I, I, I love it, obviously, because I wrote it as well. And I, I was thinking about it earlier, and I think players, I don't think owning as good as Patrick Mahomes is, like generational talent, he could win. 10 Super Bowls if things go right and he could be the greatest quarterback of all time but necessarily for fantasy I don't know if he's as good as he put numbers up last year and the same with Lamar Jackson I mean once they figured out what Lamar did he hasn't been as good whereas somebody like Josh Allen all right it's a one-year thing with the Bills and he was okay last year <clears throat> excuse me but this year he is their running back and he can throw the football so I'm thinking Josh Allen is if I was drafting for next year right now, I'm going to be all over Josh Allen or Justin mm-hmm. Herbert because they they need to make these plays. And Josh Allen uses his legs because Singletary and Moss can't do it. And he mm-hmm. still has Stefan Diggs, who now is a legit hookup right there. They've had t- over 10 targets in the last three games. Diggs is a little banged up, but I don't think it's going to be serious. So I think against the Patriots this week, he's pretty much a lock for eight to 12 targets again. And I think Josh Allen's legs 
if you're finding someone of Diggs's caliber regularly, and then you've also got the ground game, I'm going to be Josh Allen is going to be my boy next year at quarterback. I agree. And then, I, I think it's going to be just real quick. We're talking about digs. I hate to interrupt you here. This is what COVID has done to me this year. It's like PTSD with this stupid virus is that as soon as you said it shouldn't be that bad, my immediate mind went to prepare now because he's not going to play this weekend. Like that's what, that's what's happened almost every single weekend. These players that are expected to play mm-hmm. the injury is not that bad. They don't play. So if you have Stefan Diggs, if I were you, I would make sure that you have a solid pivot now so that you can go ahead and pivot away from him if he is indeed a, okay, well, we have Cole Beasley, you know, we have Gabriel Davis, we have Josh Allen's legs that we can rely on. We need to make sure that he's okay for the playoffs. That's what concerns me about Stefan Diggs. And it's like, that's what this year has done to me. I'm just like, oh, I can't commit. I don't I- believe. I have two questions or two points on that statement then. First of all, Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis is going to be one of the names that is in my book for next season. Cause I mine don't... too. Oh my God, mine too. Yay. Yeah. I, I'm, I loved him coming out. I thought he was Same great. Jalen Guyton is another one I'm keeping my eye on too. Yeah, for sure. They're both legit. But I think with John Brown's injury, I don't know what his contract deal is at Buffalo. But if they let him go, I think that Gabriel Davis is very similar type of footballer to John Brown. And we've seen what John Brown and Josh Allen can do. So I think that is a good fit for him stepping up next year. And then, do you know what a Vampire League is? Yes. Okay, so I'm in the Vampire League final against Murph. And I am the vampire. So I get to steal someone from my semi-final. And I have to... It's a toss-up. My my team's so good, right? Um, I have Adam Thielen who I can swap for Diggs or Metcalf. Or I have the Miami Dolphins defense that I can swap for the Cleveland Browns DST. And I think the Browns take on the Jets next week. I know you guys can't see me, Rush Nation, but I literally like gasped in like horror for you and put my hand over my mouth because that is such a hard decision. Like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. But so... My wide receivers were Hopkins and Thomas, but Thomas obviously hit IR. So I brought Adam Thielen in and my initial thing was to swap Diggs for Thielen just because Diggs could... Adam Thielen, he's not getting the receptions or the yards. Like Jeff Jefferson is now the yardage monster. And they're playing against the Saints. That's a tough matchup. Yeah. I mean, even if he falls into the end zone, that you're he's touchdown dependent in order yeah. to have any kind I mean, of he's, for you. I mean, he's touchdown leader for the league, right, Thielen, but he's doing it on three or four receptions a game and like yeah. 40 yards. That's so tough. So you're not looking at more than 10, 12 points, really. Whereas Stefan Diggs, if he gets 10 receptions, that's 10 points without the yardage. And then if he gets into the end zone and they're playing a Patriots team, which, by the way, is now without Stefan Gilmore because he's done for the season. You the wheels are me. turning in my head right now as I'm thinking about this scenario. Yeah, I, I want to take Diggs because... I have, I have Jefferson anyway. I have Thielen and Jefferson, so I want to take Diggs and I want to play Nuke Hopkins and Diggs in the final against Murph. But yeah, it's either that or the Browns' defense. But I think I can because I have access to the waivers. Being the vampire, I don't think the Browns' defense is a big enough sway against the Jets. I don't know. That's really hard. That's really hard. I I mean, this is the advice I give to anybody who asks me any questions. Go with your gut. I mean, it's it's going to tell you something. I may not have a lot of faith in Stefan Diggs availability. <laughs> that doesn't mean that he's not going to play. So oh. there's that. Just be prepared in case he doesn't was my whole point on that. Yeah, well, I've got DJ Moore as well, so I could plug him in. But I do love DJ Moore. Okay. My gut he's says He's the cleanse, Diggs. everybody. This is a very serious situation. Yeah, I had to clear my throat. 
I'm gonna go digs. I'm gonna go digs and hope there's You're a DST it? I can stream. Yeah. Okay. I'll. I'm there. I'm gonna positive vibes. That's two things I need to let you know about for next week. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a couple more questions that I'm gonna ask you for your quick answers, Lauren, and then I'll ask you your spicy regret, not a hot take, because there isn't any more for the coming season. And I'll let you get on your way because I know you've got other podcasts to get to. We mentioned this earlier before we rolled. Laura and I tend to do this. We start talking and we talk for about 45 minutes before the podcast and leave all our good stuff on the, uh, not leave it, but we, we use it before we hit the deck. So we're going back to it. What do you think hurts more, losing in the playoffs before getting to the final or missing the playoffs at all? Uh, I think this is going to depend on how you lose, right? So if I miss the playoffs because I just got my team sucked and, the, and my opponent kicked my butt I'm okay with that. But if I don't make the playoffs because my team legitimately just stunk when their potential was so much better, that hurts. Like a bad beat sucks Mm -hmm. so much. So I think, oh man, okay. I think I'd rather miss the playoffs entirely because then I don't have to stress out about it and it's done and it's done and over with and I can just enjoy myself. So I, I wonder if missing the playoffs entirely as opposed to not winning the whole thing it's less stress, <laughs> yep. less regret, I think. So yeah, I don't, I don't like either of those situations. I want to win. <laughs> yeah, it, it, losing sucks. Um, yeah. I've seen lots of conversation on fantasy forums on Facebook specifically about Derek Henry being the number one running back overall next year. What do you think to that? I mean, obviously he doesn't have many receptions, so taking him over a fit CMC is a really difficult thing to do. And again, are we going to see him tail off after so many touches? He didn't this year after 300 last year. So can he be the exception that proves the rule? Possibly. But for me, it's a little bit rich taking him 101. I think that is pretty rich taking him 101. Um, I do have a spicy 101 that I would take. I would have done this years in a row. Um, Alvin Kamara, to me, is a 101 for sure. Um, I, I like him. Derrick Henry is definitely a first round. I mean, I think he's within the one to three spots. For sure. But it's, that's hard to do, you know, recency bias here. Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley, Christian McCaffrey. Um, but a 101, I agree, is a little is a little rich for me, but definitely first round without without question. Yeah. Something you, you mentioned, Saquon Barkley, something I've found a little odd about Saquon Barkley is when he recovered last season from his ankle or Achilles. I think it may be Achilles injury. No, it wasn't Achilles. I think he it was put- his ankle. Was it high ankle? may have been Maybe? when he he came back early from his injury didn't he because he'd beaten the recovery process and came back too soon and wasn't himself we haven't heard anything about his recovery from his acl did he do his acl i think it was his acl yeah yeah uh, we have not heard and i know it's in season but there's been nothing about Derek uh saquon barkley's recovery from his acl when you think because of the player he is and the, the way he recovers from injury anyway, we would have at least heard something about the recovery process. Making you nervous? Yeah, a little. A little bit nervous about Saquon Barkley. I actually like it. I like that we're not 100% focused on it, and the Giants have plenty that they have to worry about. There's, there's enough <laughs> no, that's... No, no, they don't. They sure do. There's enough <laughs> that's newsworthy that's going on with the poor Giants, like, you know, Daniel Jones and Colt McCoy and COVID and all those fun things that um, I think keeping the attention off of him also keeps pressure off of him to have to force himself back. Also, he's already ruled out this year. So it's not like he really had to make a deadline. And, you know, when you're young and you think you're invincible, you're like... 
you said six weeks, I'm only taking four. What? You know, there's, there's a lot less of that that he has to really prove because he's not coming back this season. Sure. So he can really take his time and do it the right way. So in my opinion here, no news is good news. But if he had his surgery in Washington, D.C., then I would be concerned because any athlete that comes out of Washington, D.C. and has surgery, like, winds up with gangrene. It's bad. (laughs) It's like a field hospital down there. It's horrible. Um, (laughs) Okay, and then my final question for this was, what's been the most enjoyable thing for you this season about fantasy football? Oh, my God. I think just growing in the industry and getting to know more people has been so fun. It has been so fun because so many people are working from home now because of COVID Mm -hmm. that there have been so many more people doing podcasts and more people connecting through Zoom, through StreamYard, through all of these different avenues that you really get to know people, even though we can't meet face to face. It's like we're really good friends. Uh And that is what really has brought us all together in a really crappy year and a really crappy year for football. But I mean, thank God we had football this year but you can kind of like bask in each other's like heartbreak on things because we're all going through it and it really has brought us all closer together which has been super fun i just i love meeting new people in this industry it's pretty amazing and i also love staying connected to my old friends like murph (laughs) (laughs) see what i did there (laughs) i like it i like it um yeah i mean the community factor for me has been amazing this year and murph and i actually got approached i won't name the publication because they're putting together an absolutely stunning article that they're going to drop um and i don't know if it's common knowledge again this is another spoiler uh teaser rush nation so hold on for this one but they approached us to write a new year's resolution for each team and i got to do the buffalo bills because somebody had already taken my denver broncos which i was quite pleased about (gasps) News resolution, get Drew Lock socks. Maybe they're the good luck charm. Have you not done that yet? I haven't done that yet. <laughs> I okay. know. I know somebody in Denver who might be able to hook you up. I will, <laughs> I will ask around. <laughs> Rush um, Nation, that's a long story. <laughs> yeah. If you want, if you want the story, get in contact. I will tell you because it's a good one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we... So I, I, I wrote the Buffalo Bills New Year's resolution, which I really enjoyed doing. And... It was nice to be asked to do that by another podcast and, and website and stuff because, and so I said to the guy, you know, have you had much interaction with the community about this? And he said, loads of people have said, yeah, we'll do it and stuff, which is really good because awesome. he, he was nervous that people wouldn't, because you know, you know what it's like when you're first starting out, people, you don't want to ask people to do something because you, you're scared of rejection or whatever. What are they going to say? No. Okay. Move on. You're fine. Yeah, exactly. Don't be afraid. That's one of the, the big things I've had a lot of people starting and they've asked me for advice on, you know, how to really go. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Get yourself out there. Right. Be on podcast. Take the constructive criticism. Ignore the negativity. And you'd be surprised how much positive reinforcement that you're going to get as opposed to the negative criticisms. There are always going to be haters. Ignore them. If you've been with us a long time, Rush Nation, you will know that when we start our conversations with guests, our final icebreaker is what one bit of advice would you give to Rush Nation about getting into talking about whatever it is you fancy talking about? And the consummate professional that Lauren is has circled that right back round to giving that advice once again without me even asking it because five times... <laughs> Every you, there isn't that advice you can give five times, so we skipped over it this time. But Lauren, as as good as she is, gave it anyway. So come on, then we normally do spicy hot takes for the upcoming season. Let's do a spicy hot regret for twenty twenty, Lauren. All right, my spicy hot regret. I've already probably said this like four hundred times by now, and everyone, including Rush Nation, is like, okay, we get it. But drafting Michael Thomas, Kenny Galladay, and Chris Godwin as early as I did in as many leagues in one league, all three of them sucked 
I mean, I, that really hurt me in a lot of leagues. It, that was that was hard. I do want to just real quick, because one of the things that we talked about were like sneaky late pickups that could help you in week 16. See, I want to throw two names out there, Jacoby Myers and Logan Thomas. Okay. I purposefully skipped over this. Dang it! <laughs> because <laughs> one of those names is on the Christmas Day special. I'm supposed to be giving a load of uh, sneaky deep sleeper ads, and one of the names is on that list. Then you leave them. yours for later. Those are mine, Rest name. And Salvan Ahmed is another one you should probably look at, too. He's That's from me. Merry, owned... Merry Happy Christmas. No, there's no way Ahmed is, is not owned. If he's not owned in your league, you're playing in the wrong leagues, Rush Nation. Yeah. I think he's like 48%. And I just did the waiver article, so I know it's out. But it's not It's not in the 90s. I was shocked. And Logan Thomas. Really? Is he, how mm-hmm. can he not? How 60s. He... He's in, the, in Yahoo and ESPN. I think it's between the 50s and the 60%. I have no idea how he's not everywhere. Everywhere. Crazy. That's an absolute disgrace. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> absolute disgrace. Uh, Jacoby Myers worries me a little bit. He always, yeah, he worries me too because you have to rely on Cam Newton. But if you are in a pinch, he's likely going to be available. Um, not 100%, obviously. I don't know mm-hmm. your league. Um, but he is, especially in PPR leagues, he's one of those guys that can get you some pretty decent points if you're in a desperate situation. Okay, question on Jacoby Myers. Is he a good enough wide receiver to out Gilmore, Stefan Gilmore? No, not Stefan Gilmore, Stravius White. <sighs> That's a really good question. Yeah. Because I think he's probably Demir Bird's okay, but I don't think he's the the big dog in that room. If you're going to pick a wide receiver, it's going to be Jacoby Myers. And do probably they, and do the Bills turn around and say, well, just Tredavious, just shadow that guy, make Cam Newton run or throw to somebody else. I don't know. That's yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about Tredavious White. I oh. I take back my Jacoby Myers take. I wonder. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I actually do think I do think Jacoby Myers can get it done. The question is really going to be. On Cam Newton, can he get the throws done? Because I think Jacoby Myers is talented enough to make the contested plays, but he has to be able to get the arm from okay. Cam Newton. Before we get to the uh, before we, the spicy hot regret, which I'm not sure was spicy enough, Lauren. So I'm not going to make one. I, I couldn't think that. Part. That was the first one that popped into my head. <laughs> when you hosted the week 14 on Fantasy Pros at the start of the show, you did an over under thing on fantasy points for players. Yes. Do you have that information to hand and do you know what the JKB Moe's over under this week is? I have no, no. I, I don't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday. Okay. If you had to have a stab at Jacoby Myers' over under fantasy points for this week against the Bills. Oh, geez. Uh, I would say eight points. I was going to go eight and a half. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Over under, I'll take the over on eight points. Oh, okay. I'm going to take the under. See? And now I have three points to message you about coming next. Okay. So- <laughs> Regardless of situation, you will hear from me next week. Listen, Lauren, 2020 has been an absolute, like you said, hot mess, but it wouldn't be the season without having you on. This has been an absolute blast once again. Why don't you let Rush Nation know for the fifth time? There's got to be some sort of, I don't know, a hat for that or something. Why don't you let Rush Nation know where they can find you all over the world? Absolutely. Well, please come and find me because I, I love talking with you all about fantasy football. But you guys can find me on social media, specifically Twitter is where I'm most responsive. It's at StepmomLauren, L-A-U-R-E-N, and M-O-M, not M-U-M. So <laughs> Stepmom Lauren. I know, very American. Uh, you guys can find my work on my website, StepmomLauren.com. And I'm a writer for the fantasy footballers, for fantasy pros and for Roto World. So come talk to me. I love talking with y'all. And I want to know how well you did in your championships. I will most definitely let you know how I get on in mine. Don't worry about that. Listen, Lauren, you have yourself a a Merry Christmas. A Merry Christmas. 
I love and, it. Uh, have yeah. a happy Christmas. Thanks. For, well, I will. I will have a happy Christmas. Good. Enjoy your reservation at a bar uh, for yeah, New Year's I Eve. Know. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. I'm sorry. That sounds that sounded really witchy that I just laughed in that cackling, diabolical tone. I am sorry that you have to stay inside. Florida, we do not. We're still pretty good. But we're really good about wearing masks and being socially distant. So there's that. I, I don't hate you for it because if I had the ability to do it, I would be doing it. So because you can do, don't waste your life not doing stuff, right? Exactly. Oh, Rush Nation, this has been an absolute blast. Lauren, thank you so much for coming on hugely appreciate time we will chat really really soon rush nation you will hear from murph later on today with his matchups pod and then we'll be in your ears on christmas morning so if you for some reason are listening to five yard rush christmas morning don't forget to check us out but until after christmas and those mince pies have still sitting there in your gut making you feel fat and the gym hasn't started yet as always don't forget keep rushing to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.